0: Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. All right. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here this morning. Um, Before I jump in, I just want to talk about a couple of things. So our Vision Day service, in just two weeks, I'm so excited about it. I was able to go down... Uh, to Bear Lake just a couple days ago and work out all the details and, and figure out where we're going to have our service and then go over to the lodge for a nice meal. It's just a nice camp. We're going to have such a great time just connecting and building that unity. Um, if you're a part of Wellspring, you'll be going to that event um, as like a field trip. Okay? And, um, but if you are a regular attender here at New Day or a member... Um, definitely make it priority to be there, even if you can 't come to both services if you can 't come to the ten a m here and the service um, out there at three thirty you should if you have to pick one, which one should you choose? Good job all right so um, but it 's going to be great. We got the child care rooms figured out, and it 's going to be great and um, so the other thing is our senior pastor Cameron. And Associate Pastor Mark have, in case any of you aren't aware, they have been in Mexico all week, and they travel back home tomorrow. But I'm just so excited to hear the stories um, that they have to share with us. We were able to raise um, thirty-six hundred dollars as a church to bless our neighbor and bless the nation. Well, I'm. Thank you. Thirty-six thousand. That's quite a different number. How many of you caught that mistake? Good job. How many of you just rolled with me and you didn't even? It didn't register. Okay, okay. Just, just pulling the room. That's interesting. Okay, so um, the bless the neighbor portion will be in a couple weeks. We're going to give groceries to our neighbors uh, for Easter. Um, but the bless the nation, they were able to bring that thirty thousand dollars down, purchase a building for pastors training. Uh, purposes and they they were able to dedicate the building this week and um, so it's just amazing what what we're able to do as a church. All right, well, my name is Marilyn Menser and um, I'm on staff part time here as a pastoral assistant and my husband and I um, are both on the preaching team and we lead the healing and restoration ministry here at New Day, which is a, a ministry that um, seeks to connect people with the Holy Spirit so He can heal. Um, their hearts and emotional wounds that they may have. And it just makes us a more whole, healthy person. And so uh, today we are focusing on the inward journey. And it was really important to us to have a sermon um, at some point in this uh, segment to talk about steps to victory, you know, this inward journey is all about becoming more Christ-like, more mature in our walk with the Lord. You know, overcoming sin, not being bound. Um, how to how to overcome temptation and things like that. And so, my goal today is to give you some practical steps that you can try. And and some of these maybe you've already tried and they work for you. Maybe you have some that I don't even mention that work. Um, but I know that you guys have probably overcome in some areas of your life, and it, it's so exciting when we do that. And um, But maybe some of you are right in the middle of struggling to try to overcome um, some sins that so easily entangle us, right? And so I just want to encourage you this morning to keep keep pursuing uh, victory. And, and maybe some of you actually, you know, might feel pretty discouraged if you've, tried to overcome and it just doesn't seem you can never kind of get there and that can be so discouraging. So I just pray right now for hope for anyone like that this morning that God would just fill you with his hope and love that you would be encouraged this morning to keep journeying toward freedom. Um, Sound good? All right. So um, I came across this this story This prayer I guess while I was preparing for this and I thought I'd share it with you so it goes um, dear God so far today I've done all right I have not gossiped I haven't lost my temper I haven't been rude I haven't been selfish and I'm really glad of that but in a few minutes I'm gonna get out of bed (laughs) and then I'm really gonna need your help so I just like that because that's the reality. We we face things every day. We need His help, and um, and so, but we can do it. And um, so I just want to ask you this morning: um, What would you like to overcome? Is there something that you seem to easily kind of succumb to a certain temptation that, as I'm talking today, you could apply these things to the thing you'd like to overcome? So think about that. But let the Holy Spirit bring it to the surface because I find if we get all legalistic, it can get kind of, we can kind of come out of grace and out of his love. But just stay close to the Holy Spirit and he'll He'll show you. He'll bring things to the surface in his really loving but yet stern way. That's amazing how he can combine those things. Um, but just let him, him show us if there, you know, maybe it's um, having... You find yourself having a judgmental, critical, negative attitude toward yourself or towards others, Um, or uh, maybe unwholesome talks comes out of your mouth towards your spouse or your kids, Um, or, you know, crude joking, anger, rage, slander, filthy language, sexual immorality, avoiding God, kind of running away from him, or... um, Maybe, maybe you need to control your tongue and you get in a bad mood and you end up spouting off things that are real rude or um, maybe impatience or pride or um, drinking too much, getting drunk. Um, but whatever, whatever it is, Let's overcome so we can be in close relationship with the Lord. I love David. Um, He loved God's commands and his laws, and and out of that love, it just drove him to want to obey. And I think that's the right attitude to have. I want to read you a couple of his comments about it. He says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. I have not departed from your laws. For you yourself have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste sweeter than honey to my mouth I gain understanding from your precepts therefore I hate every wrong path your statutes are my heritage forever they are the joy of my heart my heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end because I love your commands more than gold I hate every wrong path so I feel like that's a good motivation to um, obey, and I okay. So this is our main uh, passage here that we're gonna we're gonna be in Ephesians a lot today. Um, but let's read this. With the Lord's authority, I say this: Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they're hopelessly confused, as people apart from relationship with God. Their minds are full of, darken- of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for the lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So that's what we want to do, get rid of that old nature and put on that new nature. So I have two parts, two main steps to victory for you. Um, and then each one has some subpoints under it. But the first part, the first step is acknowledge the situation. Say that with me. Acknowledge the situation. So first thing we want to do is take a good look around and say, what's going on? It, um, let's call sin, sin. Let's not be in denial that it's not really a sin, you know, if just because some um, may be talking critically or gossiping or whatever it might be, um, even if it's normal in your family, it's still a sin, or maybe it's nor- there's sins that are super normal in our culture, um, but it's still a sin, and so we want to just be real. Like, if it's a sin, let's call it a sin, acknowledge that, and then we're going to go to God. The temptation can be to run away from him when we realize there's a sin, right? That's what Adam and Eve did. They, they ran away from him. Jonah ran, but God just keeps pursuing and um, so we want to go to God. And I just want to say real quick, if you find that you quite often just run from God whenever there's a problem, whenever there's a sin, um, that is because you probably have an ungodly belief that you're believing that's keeping you from being able to just go straight to God. It could be that you believe that God isn't good or that he's going to be harsh. Maybe you ha- maybe you maybe were uh, abused um as a child or something, and you learned authority is harsh. And so you have such a hard time going to God because of that pain. Um, Or maybe you believe that, well, God can't really satisfy me like this certain sin can, so I'm just going to kind of avoid him and just kind of go after, you know, that sin. But whatever the ungodly belief is, we want to get that cleared up so that's not, you know, a stumbling block anymore um, so that when we have a mistake, when we sin, we can quickly just run right to him. Okay, the next thing is confess. Tell him, God, this is a sin. I, I, I don't even like it. It's not even me. This isn't my identity. I, this is not who I am. Um, Proverbs 28:7 says, He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So just confess them renounce them he's real good at forgiving it's not hard for him and um, you can move toward holiness all right so confess it and repent God I'm sorry you know and repent means to do a 180 you are going towards grumbling and complaining you turn and you go toward thankfulness and gratefulness if you're going toward you know jealousy and envy and Oh, it's not fair. They get this or whatever. You're just thinking like that. Repent and turn and, and move toward um, contentment and gratefulness and joy for the good that others experience. That makes sense? Start doing the opposite thing. All right. Part two is where we're going to spend most of our time. Part two. First, what was part one? Good job. Part two is go on offense. Say it. Okay. We want to not just look around and see what's going on. We want to go on offense. We want to take some ground back, right? Move forward, move towards victory. So um, Joshua, um, in Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15, he um, kind of gives a charge to the Israelites to go on offense. And um, they're getting ready to go in the promised land. And he says uh, to them, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river you know, whether you're going to serve the gods of your family, your forefathers, the sins that are normal in your family, or gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living, the culture, the the normal sins of the culture. Um, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And so there's this choice. Who are you going to serve? Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. And sometimes it might be actually a daily choice, like that, like that funny prayer in the morning, get up. I choose. I choose today to follow you. Okay. So the so go on offense. We want to renew our mind. We want to um, fill our minds with godly thoughts, scriptures of truth that that we can fill our minds with. Ask the Holy Spirit to cleanse away all the junk and the lies and the the memories and the uh, old old thought patterns from from the sinful life before. You know, He can cleanse that out. And, um, and restore restore our minds, and so we can think new thoughts. Um, Romans twelve two says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's so powerful. And Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So when we renew our mind, those are the things that our mind, you know, is, f- is full of, the things that are pure and right and lovely. And if you've got things flowing through your mind that aren't pure and right and lovely, then that's a good check to go, oh, repent and go the other way, right? Um, but our knowledge, um, renewing our mind and, and getting the knowledge and the wisdom, it should not stay just up here. We need to use that newfound wisdom and knowledge to understand the state of our heart so many times people just stop here and you have to go to that next step understand the state of your heart apply wisdom to your heart situation where do you more easily fall into temptation why is that there's probably a good reason what wound makes you more susceptible to that sin Allow God to heal the wound, heal the situation that makes you susceptible to certain sins, okay? This is going to really help when that's cleaned up and you're healed up. It's going to be so much easier to overcome. Let's say someone has a problem with lying and gossiping. Well, in their heart, this is just a hypothetical, not everyone who deals with lying and gossiping necessarily has this situation. I'm just going to give you some examples. Okay, so let's say this person deals with lying and gossiping, and they want to overcome. Well, it comes from a desire for this person to be accepted. They, they, um, and it's because they felt rejected growing up. They, you know, maybe they were rejected by family members or by classmates or, whatever, and so they have this rejection, pain, and so they they want to be accepted so they more easily would succumb to, like, doing things to be accepted, to be on the in crowd, you know? But they need to get that place in their heart healed up so that they can uh, more easily overcome the sin of lying and gossiping. What about um, somebody has a hard life? Let's say, um, you know, a lot of people have hard things, right? And to dull to dull that pain and to escape, they look at porn. That's an escape to dull the pain. Well, do you think they're going to be able to overcome their porn addiction without dealing with and um, allowing God to heal what what they want to escape from and in the, in the pain there? Probably not. But if they do, it'll be a lot easier. How about um like somebody who has a lot of stress and so you know they end up overeating in the sin of gluttony you know that that can be common well allow god to heal your heart in that area of stress how about if somebody grew up poor and they always felt like they they never had enough they're always without and so now they're an adult and they want to be generous but they're greedy and they they just have such a hard time there's this resistance Um, well, you know, it's because there's that wound there and God can heal that and they'll be freed up to be able to be generous. Is this good? Are these examples helpful? Okay, one more. Um, Oh, actually, two more. (laughs) Okay, so how about somebody who grew up, I feel like this one's common, um, where their life was just out of control, there was chaos in their home, and so they just felt like things are always out of control. And so to respond to that pain, they became very... um, controlling. They had to be in control. So now they're an adult. They find themselves being a very manipulative, controlling person. Maybe they use their anger to control. Maybe they use their silence to control. But they have a root pain of, um, of just things were out of control and I can't trust. And it causes them to be that way. And so they need that that healing to be able to be freed up and now my last example, let's say somebody is trying to overcome laziness. Well, rather than just saying, you just need to not be lazy anymore, and that person just needs to figure out how to not be lazy, maybe there's a wound in their heart that, would, that feels like they're a failure before they even start, so why try? That could be a reason. Um, and so if it is for that person, wow, if God healed that for them, they would be able to overcome the laziness thing, right? Because they would feel affirmed by God and and be able to overcome that. So get Healing and Restoration Prayer Ministry if you have um, something um, that would need that. It's it's so good. Get traditional counseling. They focus on different things, both very good and very helpful in overcoming sin. And I actually um, have two resources for you in case you need them. Some of you don't and some of you probably do. It's the prayer for um, to pray through an ungodly belief to get healing from that. And then I also have another one um, for, um, yeah, Freedom from Demonic Oppression. I couldn't remember the title. And so that's there for you too. All right, um, so just a, a little example from my life where, um, I was trying to overcome something, and there was a wound that God needed to heal before I could overcome. So as Christians, we're supposed to fast, right? God's, or Jesus says, when you fast, um, it's an expectation. So I, I used to fast just fine in my 20s. I, I didn't do it a ton, but I did it, and it was great and fine. And then the last couple of years, I've had such a resistance to fasting that it was really weird um, and so I decided to do what I am telling you to do and ask the Holy Spirit would you show me if there's a wound contributing to this resistance to to be able to fast well I had a wound in there that I didn't know about and it was that I was afraid of being hungry and I believed that if that if I was hungry bad things were gonna happen and it's because um, my son is 10, but when he was born, he was like, he was always in like the 30th percentile for weight. And you know how you're taking your newborn at the two-week checkup in the one-month, checkup in the three-month, in the and the six-month, and he's always kind of in the th- 30th percentile for weight. Well, I take him to his one year, and he's in the negative 20th percentile for weight. And so, little did I know, but I had this wound of, like, I had messed up, I'd done a bad job, I, you know. And it was because I was breastfeeding, and, and right between that six to 12 months, I had started eating really healthy, cut out all fat and sugar. So I was pretty much just feeding my baby skim milk, but I didn't know that. And so, um, so I just had that wound there that I had messed up my kid, you know. Ugh, it's gonna get emotional. So, um... <clears throat> I was able to pray through that and and God could heal that and just, you know, forgive myself for not knowing and let him heal that. And then I've been able to fast just fine. Okay, so that's just... (laughs) Laura's going to (laughs) clap. Awesome. So I hope you guys will pursue that as well. Okay, the next... Point under go on offense is wield your sword go into a sword fight slash down the enemy no I'm talking about the sword of the spirit fight evil the enemy really spews lies at us wants us to agree with him and but God gives us armor right the shield of faith to block those he gives us the sword of the spirit that's an offensive weapon the the word of truth, that you speak the truth, you know, you know, from scripture the truth and the truth God gives you, and that is strong, and you can um, you can defeat the enemy that way, okay? It's, um, Ephesians 6, 12 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. The real battle is against spiritual wickedness in high places, so we want to be aware of that. It's not just the flesh and blood realm here, okay? It's... It um, he's really wanting us to agree with him um, just last week. I don't know if it was in preparation for this message or what, but I f- seriously felt like I heard like a whisper like, you should be jealous of her at work because a coworker had gotten something that I wanted. And it was it, I was like, no, I am not going to agree with jealousy in that moment, you know, So we want to be aware. To just say no and you can um, and your prayers are powerful God gives us authority as his kids and we can say father would you bind the spirit of deception in Jesus name you know and and he will do that okay so I was talking to pastor Cameron about this topic and he said something that I thought was so good so I was like say that again I wrote it down so I could share it with you he said whenever you sin the devil is always involved Realizing that makes me all the more cautious about sin. I'm not indul- I'm not simply indulging in a sin, I'm agreeing with the tempter. Yeah. So I get this image of like, you know, like I was saying, the enemy saying, You should be jealous. It would be like me like putting my arm around the enemy and be like, Yeah, I'm agreeing. You know, you're you're agreeing with him. Like, ugh yeah, that should make us very uh, all the more uh, cautious. Okay, so the first thing he the enemy does, right, is he tempt us. He tempts us. Uh, he wants us to to fear, to reject God, to sin in any sort of way. He loves it all. Okay? Uh, but First Corinthians 10:13 says, "No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man, right? There's not going to be a new one that he comes up with. All the same ones. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Two things about that verse. First, he will provide a way out, or some translations say a way of escape. Okay. In most situations where you're tempted, escape really is your best out okay if you're in a group of people and they're wanting you to do drugs or look at something sexually immoral or you know you're tempted to gossip or you're tempted to um, whatever it might be leaving escape just leave if you're you know tempted to look at porn leave the room with the computer leave your phone leave escape okay and then the other thing is um, it says he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear and sometimes I've heard this said and it's a misrepresentation of this verse God's not gonna give me more than I can handle how many of you have heard that yeah but that's actually not true the truth is he's never gonna give us more than he can handle Right, we we go to him, and he helps us. It's his strength. Um, and actually, in those times where it's more than we can handle, he uses those times to to like force us to him. Like we have to go to him. That's the only way. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So there's temptation, and then there's our choice. What are we gonna do? And um, so I think of Adam and Eve in the garden. How many of you have ever thought, what if they had never sinned? What if they had just not eaten the fruit? I've thought of that before. Like, it, just a bite out of a... There are so many other trees with lots of fruit. Why the... Okay. But um, but the truth is, um, we get to choose every day. See, the uh, story of Adam and Eve, it, just, it doesn't just tell us the history of the first sin. It It actually explains how sin works okay so we have that choice every day we're in paradise as a christian we have freedom in christ we're in that garden of eden in paradise in that restored relationship that adam lost we can eat of the tree of life that's jesus he's the tree of life but we're still on earth Uh, jesus hasn't returned yet the enemy is still tempting But God's given us the power to resist temptation, and we can stay in paradise. Okay, so that's our choice. All right, so we're going to fight the enemy, aren't we, guys? And then we're going to learn new habits. We want to learn God's way to respond to the same old situations where you would have normally sinned in the past. What are God's ways? How am I going to respond? And you can actually role play it out in your head and practice. So when you are uh, faced with it, you know what to do. You've played it out and, and you've got your plan. It's not blindsiding you. You can be proactive about it. But um, what does God say about it? Focus on his truth. What does What does he say to do? Think about what your new actions will be. Um, and then also, um, talk to another Christian who's maybe further along in their faith than you. Ask for prayer, ask for encouragement, for accountability, and, um, and if you are struggling with a particular sin, ask another Christian who's further along in overcoming that sin. So they can encourage you and say, you can do it. And, and these are the things that helped me. And, and that's so important um, in overcoming to have that support from the community. Don't do it on you, don't do it just on your own. And then also um, strengthen your spirit man. Okay. So that your spirit leads your soul and your body. Your spirit should be the strongest, right? Remember that sermon, Cameron. Gave about the three and how that one needs to be the strongest. So, so do things to strengthen your spirit um, so, so your spirit can lead the rest of you toward um, godliness. And um, I'm not quite ready, Levi, but... Okay. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah, so, so those things are really helpful. I am going to read to you from Ephesians... Cause I love how God um, helps us he's not just like don't do he's like don't do this do this instead so we have something to focus on somewhere to go rather than just like okay do not lie I will not tell do not lie okay or whatever it is focus on the truth that you're gonna share that you're gonna proclaim to others okay So i'm just going to read you a bunch of them this is from ephesians 4 therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor for you're all members of one body so he's saying instead of lying speak truth because because you're all one in unity it's like lying to yourself it's so good in um in your anger do not sin don't let the sun go down while you're still angry do not give the devil a foothold Okay, if we, you know, we don't want to give the devil a foothold. He who is stealing must steal no longer. But what should you do instead? You should work. Do something useful with your hands that you'll have something to share with those in need. So now the focus becomes on what can I share with those in need? Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. So if you used to have unwholesome talk coming out of your mouth all the time, instead... Pour out what's helpful for building others up according to their needs. Think about their needs and benefit the listener. Um, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Malice is the uh, intent or desire to do evil. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, in, as, just as in Christ God forgave you. So instead of all that, be compassionate, be forgiving, be imitators of God as dearly loved children. Live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. There must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or greed because those aren't proper for God's holy people. We're holy, guys, and those things don't, don't have a place. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which is out of place what should you do instead rather Thanksgiving Thanksgiving should come out of you Um, and then um, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them and don't get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the Holy Spirit that's what you can do instead be full of the Holy Spirit so um, i love that i hope that gives you some encouragement of what you can what you can focus on instead so what area of your life life can you guys apply this to i hope i hope the holy spirit has been able to lovingly bring something to the service um, so that we can just become more christ-like during this inward journey but this is the time to pursue victory over sin, let's go for it. Let's get rid of destructive habits. This is the time to get free from where we were bound while we're talking about this inward journey these first four months. Let's address these issues and not put them off. Um, we can do this, guys. So let's um, acknowledge the situation and go on offense, and we will have victory over sin. All right, let's stand and pray. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. You are so good. And it's out of love for you that we want to obey. So I just pray for anyone here who doesn't know you as a loving God, as a loving Heavenly Father, that today would be the day that they would begin that relationship and then obedience to you and following your commands could follow behind that. And Father, I just pray for all of us that everyone would feel encouraged to just pursue victory and to say no to sin. Call sin what it is and move on offense to overcome and be more Christ-like. Just pray blessing over each one, over this church. What an amazing family we have. I'm so thankful for each and every one. I Just pray that everyone was blessed today. In Jesus' name, amen.